0: A listener exclusive.
1: Little 40 loving dickheads dreaming about a premiership cup. We love our clubs, but they never win. Two flags in 100 years. That shit, how if you think we'll be insightful, clever, or just well researched. We're here to say that's not the case. We'll just go out and wig it. We are Two Guys, One
2: Cup. It is a Monday, May
3: 16th. Welcome to Two Guys, One Cup, an AFL-adjacent podcast. My name is Will Anderson. And my name is Charlie Clausen. And, Will, a bit of a different approach uh, today. Um, I thought we'd focus on what is essentially the national game now. Like, we're too Victorian-centric. Our Western mm. Australian listeners tell us all the time that we're too Victorian-centric, so... I thought, um, in honour of our Western Australian listeners, let's focus on Queensland football this week, okay? (laughs) Because there's a lot of really exciting (laughs) stuff happening in Queensland. The Lions and the Suns are on the march; they're on a roll. Um, The Brisbane Lions, easily the second best team uh, in the competition, Rayner is living up to his potential. Hipwood's back; probably got the best small forwards in the game. Lockie Neal has taken his game to another level. Lockie Neal used to play for Fremantle. Are you aware of that, Will? I mean, wasn't there,
2: like, wasn't he going to play for Fremantle again this season? Wasn't that so. what happened at the end of last season was he was going back to Fremantle and instead he's like, you know what, I might actually stay here and win another
3: Brown No medal. Lockie Neal is the guy who uh, suggested to his wife that they have a threesome with her best friend. And when she said, what are you talking about? It's like, oh, no, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm saying like, that, sorry, wouldn't that be ridiculous? what I ridiculous? actually
2: mean is. I would love to be the best husband of all time. And like literally is treating her better than he's ever treated her in his entire life.
3: Well, Lockie Neal was on uh, 360 this week Mm -hmm. and I thought it was uh, very much in the two guys one cup uh, uh, sphere because he was asked about the differences between coming from Ross Lyon and Chris Fagan and he was very diplomatic in his approach. You know, they're two different kinds of, you know, Ross was a hard taskmaster. Uh, Chris Fagan, as we as we come to know, is a is more of a cuddly kind of coach. Uh, but here's one thing he had to say about Ross that really caught my attention.
0: I can remember one, he told me to run a 400 and, and take the pumpkin off my head and said, I think I'm Robert Harvey already and I hadn't even played a game. So um, I've certainly had a couple of good ones. <laughs>
3: Now, I just cannot get that sentence out of my head. Take the pumpkin off your head. Now, mm. here's what I've deduced from this. Now I don't know where you sit on this, but Rob Harvey had pretty much that same haircut his entire career, that, that sort of chunky stack hat kind of haircut his entire career. Was Ross Lyon having a go at Robbie Neal's, at Robbie Neal at, at, at Lucky Neal's head? Or was he saying you are playing as if you're Rob Harvey with a big head? Take that pumpkin. Or third option, did Lachie Neal have an actual pumpkin on his head? I mean, the first day of preseason
2: training, a lot of people don't know. They actually started early that year. They started October 31st. And it was <laughs> Halloween. Lachie Neal was on his way to a Halloween party. But he thought, you know, I'm going to pop into training first. And uh, yeah, Ross got really mad about that. I don't know what the expression is take that pumpkin off your head at all because i if if ross Lyon thinks that rob harvey's hair looked like a pumpkin <laughs> then ross Lyon is mistaken ross Lyon <laughs> is being sold some dodgy pumpkins because for starters rob harvey's hair from memory was not red or orange in any way no. was it no it was it, it was, was like bulky dark.
3: it was dark he had dark hair and it was bulky yeah. that's the, the closest similarly i can come up with is mm. oh it's It's chunky, but even that is not- But like a
2: bowling ball. Like, maybe take that bowling ball off your head or something. Like, something that's, like, black and round. Yeah. Right? But, like, not a pumpkin.
3: Like, it looks nothing like a pumpkin. But it's also, like, I mean, it is a feature of Rob Harvey, but it's not his defining characteristic. Like, it's not the first thing you think of when you think of Rob Harvey, is it? Like, take that, you've got to- Like, it's not like- He's not the inverse Joe Danaher, where it's, like, small head, big head. I mean, Ollie Wines- I'd be like, take that pumpkin off your head. Oh, I'm sorry, Ollie, that's your head.
2: Right. Yeah, no, he's a total pumpkin head. Like, (laughs) he doesn't have a pumpkin on his head. He has a pumpkin as a head. That is absolutely the case. But, but, okay. But, yeah, I agree with you. Like, I mean, I think his hair is is identifiable. If you went to me, like, what are your cliche things to go to with Rob Harvey? The hair would definitely be one of those things that I would have gone to. So, but the idea that it is pumpkin-like in any way... (laughs) And then that Lockie Neal either had that same pumpkin-like hair or, because again, that's confusing, right? Because Lockie Neal must be like, what are you talking about, Ross? Pumpkins are orange. And they're kind of like, and again, they don't look like Rob Harvey's hair. They kind of like go out Out. and then they have a little like if you had a top knot if you had a hairstyle that sort of was like gathered together and Mm. then a top knot if anything like nat five's hair was a bit more pumpkin like in shape when he kind of would bunch it all up and then
3: like have it in that top knot right or or clayton oliver like clayton oliver's hair grows out he lets it sort of flop around and it's orange and it's orange. there's your pumpkin hair (laughs) right there you want to talk about a pumpkin head someone who's got a pumpkin on their head it's Clayton Oliver. There is something about coaches and wanting to like keep players in check by telling them their heads are getting too big. I remember there's a famous sledge from Tim Watson when he was the St Kilda coach where he described the Saints players as some of them having heads the size of boarding school puddings (laughs) okay. (laughs) It's like what is this obsession with coaches and food and head sizes? Well what is the obsession with using like bad examples
2: that's what the thing is there are so many things you can compare a big head to and they've gone with boarding school pudding like a very topical reference that we all understand (laughs) and then a pumpkin head because I've never heard the expression that someone's got a big head that they're a pumpkin head like I understand that a pumpkin can be bigger than a human head but have you ever because if that's what he's getting at that having a pumpkin on your head means that you're of yourself like is that has that example ever been used in any other context or is that classic I think pumpkin
3: head is like a pumpkin head is definitely an insult I think it's more of a a, an Americanism but it generally means like you know you're a bit you're a bit weird you're a bit wonky that guy's got a pumpkin head like an oversized head you're a window licker like there's something odd about you okay can I okay I've just googled pumpkin head (laughs) okay (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully it's nothing up. racial. <laughs> Let's just, if it is, just abort. We'll just find something else to talk about.
2: Okay, so here we go. Um, all right, so pumpkinhead, uh, according to the Merriam Webster online dictionary, uh, the definition of pumpkinhead is a New England Puritan. What? Is there any chance that Ross Lyon was accusing Lockie Neal of being a New England Puritan? How dare you turn your back on the monarchy and come here and separate church and state? <laughs> so that's one. That's number one. That's the archaic definition yeah. of pumpkin head. Uh, the second one is dolt or blockhead. That's so what I was thinking. Yeah, Right, you're a pumpkin head. Or third, you have a pumpkin-sized
3: head. <laughs> so... I'd love that that's where we need to put the investigation. Now if if Lockie thought that coming to the Brisbane Lions he would be spared the uh, odd and terrible nicknames, I think he's wrong. Because I was uh, just oh, can I can we
2: just before we move on, there oh, yeah. was also a 1988 American horror film yes. called Pumpkinhead directed by Stan Winston. Exactly, the famous special effects artist Stan Winston. So is there any chance that that's what Ross Lyon was referring to? Like He's a big Stan Winston Stan, and he's just referred to Lockie Neal as being like the titular character from the 1988
3: horror film Pumpkinhead. Here's the confusion, though. He didn't say, you know, run that 400, you Mm. dumb pumpkinhead. He said, take that pumpkin off your head. Off your head, yeah. Which suggests it's his hair? I don't know. Well...
2: Our good friend Limo, Hawthorne supporter Limo, uh, he once was on Red Faces on Hey Hey at Saturday mm. and he lost to, a, I believe, a Peruvian woman who was balancing a <laughs> pot on her head. Now, is there any chance
3: that Ross is literally referring to something being balanced on Lockie's head? Has, is there? You think they're my fair ladying it at Fremantle training. They're all oh, just yes. they're they balancing books on their heads and just trying to walk in a straight line. I mean, I would love that at pre-season. <laughs> Go and
2: grab something. I've, got, I've bought a selection of items and you have to run 400 while balancing them on your head. He's a pumpkin.
3: Uh, yeah, so uh, if Lucky came to the, the Lions oh. thinking this is going to change, uh, he was sorely mistaken. I was I was browsing through Twitter. Uh, Mitch Robinson, very active on social media. As mm-hmm. we know, he does his Robo vlog. And um, I was watching this little training drill that was shot from Robo's perspective. Like he must have had like a, a GoPro on his head of this training drill, and uh, he's calling for the ball from Callum Archie, and just listen to the nickname he gives Callum Archie.
1: Callum, arse knees.
3: Arse knees? Arse knees. (laughs) Now, is it arse knees or arse knees? (laughs) I think it's arse knees, which is just like, come on. Like, is, there's no six degrees in that nickname at all. It's not even... I mean, I would have thought, like, Archie ass Cheeks is a much easier... Like, if you're going to go for low-hanging fruit, but ass Knees? I don't even know what this means. Well, I mean, I think it's more like directions. Like, ass Knees. Do you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> well, as in handball, not to my ass or my knees? Or something like between my ass and my... No, no, that doesn't make any sense. Like, what is it? What is going on? Yeah,
2: okay. That is... See, because Mitch Robinson, if anyone's a pumpkin head, yes. surely
3: Mitch Robinson's a pumpkin head. Well, do you think he cut that out of his vlog? We, we didn't see it. Like, he, he cut just before that moment. Yeah, shut up, pumpkin head. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other uh, Queensland team that's doing fantastic is uh-huh. the only other Queensland team, which is the Suns. Uh, they played in the two guys, one cup... Alternate cup, I guess. What do we call it? Because they're second-string teams. Your your beloved Freo Dockers and my beloved sons played each other. What yeah. Do we, what do the, we call I mean, that? It's, so, firstly,
2: can we just say, like, yes? Because Saints Bulldogs is the two guys one cup cup. This is the two guys one cup
3: backup cup? cup backup cup. cup? Yeah. <laughs> if for some reason our teams were to like you know diner plane crashes and oh. like that, and we had to find another team to support. So yeah, what do you call so it? So, firstly, up, can we back just up, say cup. this: back up with
2: cup. the with the gold with the Gold Coast now having beaten what three top four teams this season, um, I, the Q clash. We've joked for a long time about the Q clash being like the biggest clash, the jewel in the, world. the crown. Yeah. But there
3: is a real chance that this season, yeah. if there's another Q clash, it could <laughs> well be the best game of the season. <laughs> Well, you know who was loving it was Dwayne Russell. Like, we've talked a bit about Dwayne Russell and hyperbole. Mm -hmm. In the space of five minutes, he granted Marbiol Troll goal of the year and crumb of the year. And I can say they were neither. (laughs) Like, neither. But they were good, classy finishes. But neither were goal of the year. And also like... To the point, Charlie,
2: where I heard the commentary, that's crumb of the year by Chol. And I was like, I've got to check this out. And I checked it out. And I thought I was watching the wrong bit of footage. Yeah, pretty
3: standard front <laughs> and centre, right? Like not overly difficult for like a, a competent ruckman and someone roving the ball. Oh yeah, no. He, he pretty much just turned around out of the action and the ball dropped in his hands. <laughs> crumb of the year. But with Dwayne, it's never like they hit the lead. Yeah. It's like... They say, catch us if you can. It's like, they've hit mm. the front, mate. Relax. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not I'm pretty sure they're can.
2: definitely not saying catch us if you can.
3: <laughs> That's the one thing that they're definitely not saying. Uh, yeah, but the Suns uh, playing awesome, uh, led again by their captain, Tuke Miller, my uh, favourite non-Saints player. Um, I got to uh, watch a bit of Tuke Miller face-to-face with your favourite, uh, Jared Healy, during the week. And it was, it was an interview filled with highlights. If you can check it out, you should. Mainly because it was kind of like... I mean, Jared's always had that kind of fatherly quality, but I feel like he's moving now into like grandfather. Yeah, grandfather. Well, he's old enough to be their grandfather. So it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So, because it was this odd mix. His Took's like got a really interesting, you know, um, story, like his mother's English, his dad's American. His dad's this like musician who can be often found busking outside the MCG before games. He's like this bass player and stuff <laughs> like that. And it's this real, and, and Took loves his dad and loves his yeah. mom, and it's a really cool, like, modern, progressive family. But sort of, you got the sense with, like, Jared that he was, like, trying to kind of keep up with this young, cool guy and, 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 and you know, this this modern take on the, the, the family and all this kind of stuff. But there was a story about how Took got his name, and... You know, when we did that uh, episode where we were sort of like how to pronounce names, I just assumed that, you know, or maybe Took comes from his father's heritage or maybe his mother's heritage. But no, this is a story behind how Took Miller got his name.
0: So mum had a, a teddy bear named Dookie, so with Dookie. a D, and then they went, oh, we'll call him Tookie, and then they dropped the I.E. and left it at Took
3: and <laughs> So he was named, named after his mother's teddy bear, which, now I'm not an American, but I thought Dookie was a euphemism for poo. Is right. That- <laughs> i got to go and drop a Dookie. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that why the Green Day album was called Dookie,
2: right? <laughs> yeah, that's
3: right. <laughs> so Dookie, he could have been called Dookie, which was like, yeah. you know, thank heavens for that. So yeah, Dookie becomes Tookie becomes toque, which, Took. Which, hey, look, all no- all words are made up. That That's that's fine. But my favourite bit in the whole interview was, um, uh, so Took when he was coming up to the junior reign. Does that mean there's probably
2: no other Tooks?
3: Like his tuk, Oh, there would be no other Tooks. Would he be the
2: only Took going around?
3: We'll put it into Google.
2: Okay, I'm going to. So, it's T-O-U-K, UK. isn't it? Yeah. Okay, Took. So, let's just see what comes up as my most searched type. So, obviously, the number one, Took Miller, yeah. uh, comes up. Uh, let's see how far I have to go. Oh, okay, in the Urban Dictionary. Oh, oh, okay, you know what? It's what Canadians call beanies. Tooks. Yeah, toques. Oh,
3: weird people, so they the Canadians.
2: <laughs> the ones with the pom-pom on the top is oh, okay. called a toque. All right, that's so a toque beanie. There you go. Well, so probably not a lot of kids in Canada called toque because that's like naming a kid after a beanie. Um, I can't see any other reference. So basically it is just like, yep. No, nah, Tuke Miller. Like, I'm now on my fifth page <laughs> yeah. and all the references
3: have been to either Tuke Miller or the Canadian Beanie. That's it. Right. So you got Jared struggling with that bit of information, yep. struggling with the fact that his dad is this, you know, bass-playing musician who busks outside the mm-hmm. MCG. But, you know, trying to be the cool grandpa and rolling with all of it. And then... Um, uh, Took tells him a story that, like, Jared could really sink his teeth into because uh, Tuke and Christian Petrarca were, were good mates growing up. They played in the same rep rep teams and they even worked at the same cafe at the MCG. And listen to old man Healy try and find some common ground with Tuke on that story. Right. Both myself and Christian were um, working as baristas at the MCG making coffees. Whereabouts, coffee because a lot of people would love to know that they got a coffee made, a... Uh... Oatmeal light, uh, decaf, whatever it is these days. By both yourself and Christian. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh, the old bloody latte with a twist of almond and a lemon. And a, you know, you kids, you know how you are with your your, your foods and stuff, your meals. Sorry, that's my dog, but my Man, friend's dog. how many dog
2: people at the MCG does he reckon are ordering an oat milk latte? Which I think was
3: what he was trying to go with. Uh, yeah, it was. It's hilarious. You should definitely check it out. But uh, Teak Miller, like, I didn't realize he's so little. He's my height. Like, he's five foot ten, and he played like the, the inside midfielder. So I always thought when you were my size, you had one position, and that was forward pocket. I didn't... Oh, re- I guess, though, like, Libba was... He played on ball, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Won a Brownlow medal playing on the ball. Yeah, so maybe... I could win. A, is it too late for me to win a Brownlow medal? I mean, yes. For you personally,
2: yes. But is it too late for someone your size to win a Brownlow medal? No, I'm not ruling it out. Uh,
3: okay, let's talk about the Saints for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic. Uh, finally, we beat the Cats. Second time in, in 10 years, uh, but we lost. Jack. was my
2: lock of the week, if you listen to our yes. Instagram tips. We were back after a couple of weeks, and it was
3: my luck of the week, the Saints winning. My luck of the week was West Coast. Didn't pan out the same way. Uh, <laughs> but so we beat the Cats, a uh, big hoodoo team, but we lose Jack Steele for six to eight weeks. I, uh, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, did yeah. it in the first quarter, came out and finished the game with a dislocated shoulder. Is there any circumstance, like just say you're doing the Melbourne Comedy Festival, you're doing two shows in a day, you slip down some stairs and dislocate your shoulder, are you getting up to do the second show or are you going straight to hospital and like, nah, I'm not doing it?
2: Oh, you know what? They would have drugged him up, right? They would have offered him like painkilling drugs to get back there. Oh, you know, not...
3: I'd be happy to go back on Painkillers. Okay, what if you... I'd like to what see if, how that rolls. What if, what if in the second show, uh, other random yeah. comedians just come out and bump you from time to yeah, time? Yeah, I mean,
2: that, that is where it gets more difficult because <laughs> the analogy wasn't perfect up until that point. I was like, well, I'm just going to be standing there on stage, drugged out of my mind, <laughs> yelling my jokes at people. It's not really that different to how I prepare for a regular gig. But yes, if Hughie or Judith Lucy is just going to come at me from three <laughs> <laughs> and bump me mid-joke... <laughs>
3: Then I might hesitate. Now the big interest in this game, apart from you know the Saints winning and, and continue on their way, was how was Reece Stanley going to go? Yeah. Because we knew Ree yes. Stanley was coming up against Marshall and Ryder, who were probably the best, second best ruck combination. Yes, Ryder was best on ground, kicked yes. three goals, <laughs> didn't uh. have a didn't have a possession in the last quarter, but kicked three goals. Uh, 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 was absolutely fantastic. Now I reckon Nick Revolt was passing around some notes, at yeah. Fox Footy. Um, uh, because uh, Jordan had a bit to say during the game, but then even uh, on the AFL.com, our old mate, the twerp, he had something to say about (laughs) Reece Stanley. Geelong's ruck issues continued to bite them. Stanley can be really good one week, hopeless Mm. for the next two, then he'll he'll be good. He's one of the great teasers in football and I'm not sure what was going through his head in that big moment today. (laughs) Now, that was the nice bit of what Kane had to say. There was about 30 seconds. They're showing this footage. So what happened in the, yeah. I think it was the last quarter, is that there was a ruck contest and then Ryder just sort of slinked off to the forward line, 50 metres clear of Reese Stanley to take a mark. And everyone from Jordan Lewis to, to I'm sure Nick Reebok was thinking it, <laughs> to even uh, Hutto had a goal at him. And it was just like, Rhys Stanley now. Yep. Like, is he the AFL's whipping boy? Because everyone's had a crack now. Well, here's what I would say about Rhys Stanley.
2: It's not his fault anymore. Like, it's you can't blame him for being what he's always been. Mm. There's a point in a player's career where you've just got to get beyond that idea that they are suddenly magically going to become this player that you want them to be. Reece Stanley has proved that he's a player that one in every three games can absolutely tear you apart. One in three? Mate, if it was one in three, I reckon everyone would be wrapped. I think it's more like one in 12. Okay, well, let's just say, let's be generous. Let's say one in six games he can tear okay. you apart. Like four, four or five games in every season, he'll play an absolute ripper. Okay. Like some of the time he'll do fine. And then he'll probably four or five times during the season play an absolute shocker as well. That's Reese Stanley. That's been Reece Stanley for 10 years. You can't blame Reece Stanley, that Reece Stanley's being Reece Stanley. That's my issue, right? We're now at the point that if Geelong keeps picking him, they've rolled the dice on going, well, we're just going to get... They must have known going into this game. like At match committee on a Thursday night, they must sit around and they go, we're going in against Marshall and Ryder
3: with Reece. They've got to know that that's not going to go well. Well, let's look at his stats. I'm just bringing up Ray Stanley. Okay, so he's played 166 games for 102 goals, which is not a bad return no. for a Ruckman. That's pretty good. He's good for a goal every second game. Um, but he has been around since 2010, so 166 games in 12 years. I mean, yeah. if he ekes out another two years, he'll be a 200-game player, which, again, for a Ruckman is pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. Um, Any honours? No. <laughs> no club honours. Uh, any outstanding games here? I'm just looking at, uh, nope, nope, nothing. <laughs> like he had one good game against Fremantle when he played for the Saints and he's had four good games for Geelong in uh, the intervening years, in 108 games. So
2: Yeah, so I think the story of Reese Stanley is the opposite to the story that Nick Rewalt and all those people have been
3: peddling. He's a guy who's like, been battling against mediocrity and occasionally yeah. triumphing.
2: Yeah, we should celebrate when he plays well, not commiserate when he plays badly. Him playing badly is the standard. The, the occasion where he actually manages to play better than he normally plays are the ones we should be celebrating, not the other way around. I think that's Geelong's attitude. Yeah. Geelong go in knowing what they're going to get from Reece Stanley, and then occasionally they are surprised by how good it is. So if Reece Stanley... You ever like, go to a like, fast food restaurant... And for whatever reason, like, and I'm talking like your chain ones, like your Hungry Jacks or McDonald's or like KFC or something like that. And just because of the circumstances, maybe, you know, you were the right amount of hungover or you just got that, you know, batch of like chips just as they come out of the fryer mm-hmm. or whatever it is. But that particular day, you're like, oh you my God. You got
3: it like, at the right at the best.
2: Yeah, this is just was like amazing. Yeah, and yeah. then you go there another 10 times and... Like you know, the patty's cold, and yeah. they forgot to put
3: your pickles in, and like you know, that's Reese Stanley. That's Betty's like, Burgers. I went to Betty yeah. B- <laughs> Betty's Burgers once and had the greatest hamburger I've ever had in my life, and I've been like four times since, and it's been yeah. so bad each time. I'm like, why have they fucked it up? Like, they got it right that first time. Reece Stanley is the Betty, the Betty Burgers <laughs> of the AFL. <laughs> Well, if Reece Stanley is the Bettysburgers of the AFL, then I think that Essendon as a football club are the Reece Stanley of the <laughs> AFL. I mean, they had all that goodwill from last week, apart from Cameron Ling, who wasn't impressed. Um, but then they completely capitulate. The moment that everyone is talking about, I'm not sure if you saw this, is Luke Parker doing the head duck move to Dylan Sheil. Yeah. Now. A lot of this is... People seem to be split on that about whether that is unbecoming for someone of Luke Parker's status because no one questions Luke Parker's courage. Like, for him Uh to do... But I feel like every kind of five years, there's a standout player like a Nathan Buckley or a Michael Voss who does that, you know, that that you shirked it to to an opposition player. Isn't that just kind of what dominant teams do? It's a bit of kind of gamesmanship. I mean... I, firstly, I think that Luke Parker is probably one of those people who
2: values not shirking a contest as being the highest of values, yes. right? So you can tell from what he is willing to insult somebody about what it is that he values in his own game and the way he plays football. So it doesn't surprise you that... Like, if that had been... Um, uh, I don't know. like, I mean, it didn't surprise me that it was Luke Parker. Yeah, If I could name... Another Sydney player, I would be able <laughs> to give you a better example. <laughs> but um, like, who's the nicest player at Sydney? Like, um, um, just off of the top of your head, uh, like
3: Isa- uh, Isaac Heaney. Isaac Heaney. Okay, yeah, yeah. Isaac he's Heaney. Seen, he, play, it, right? and he plays clean,
2: and but he's hard. Yeah. But you can't imagine Isaac Heaney doing, doing the, that. the right. Right. Yeah. Whereas, like Parker, it just felt completely on brand. Right. That said. I do think that it is a very hard game, AFL football, and you can be judged incredibly harshly for a split second decision, (laughs) like on the field. And I got to be honest with you, like, you know, I understand that you, like, it's a dangerous workplace. Yeah. And if you're working for a company that's no good, (laughs) there might be a bit of you that's just like, (laughs) I don't um, know. Exactly. I don't know if I am going to risk this. Like, why, why would I bother having a lifelong concussion for the rest of my career just so that we can lose by 60 points, not 70?
3: <laughs> now, uh, I'd like to offer a formal apology uh, to oh. podcast Mike, um, our wonderful producer, who last week when I asked him to mash up Enter Sandman and it's a grand oh, yeah. flag, he was saying, oh, they sound very similar. And my whole bit. My whole cheeky little gag, Will, was that they sound nothing alike. Yes. Well, uh, we had a listener, Jacob, um, jump on a, a, a mashup app and put the two songs together, and uh, I stand corrected. Have a listen to this. It's a grand old it's a my it's the emblem for me and for you. <laughs> it works, right? They can fade it out, now. I mean, I think it works. Like, it's not exactly. They've obviously had to slow down. It's a grand old flag. But I'm like, that's what they need to play. And I love the fact that it's a bit distorted. It's got a kind of grimy. Like, if they'd played that before, they're going to be like, oh. This fucks, is the what I was kind of hoping
2: for last week when we were talking about this. When I said, could we get Metallica to do a version of it? Yeah. That's kind of how I imagined <laughs> it would sound. That, like. <laughs> Gra this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I like it. I mean,
3: I like it. <laughs> uh, well, uh, GWS farewelled um, uh, uh, Leon Cameron on the weekend. Unfortunately couldn't get a win, but we thought we'd get uh, two guys one Cup, alum, Alex Williams on the show, to pay tribute to the coach who almost got them a flag. Alex, welcome
0: to two guys one Cup. Thank you very much for having me back and yes, yeah, so close. So, so close, but not really.
2: Uh, so can we ask, let's start with that because like people have been assessing Leon Cameron's time at the Giants and I've got to say like he won a lot of finals, you know, yeah. 2016 they were very unlucky. That probably was the year maybe even that you had the best chance of winning the whole lot but you've gone so close a couple of times. Do you look back at Leon's time in charge of the club as being a successful era for GWS?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, I think 2016 was definitely our first and best chance of um of winning one. That oh, what happened in 2016? <laughs> Will, can
3: you tell how did 2016 end? I, I'm, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We're all aware how
2: 2016 yeah, we <laughs> didn't, we don't and need I feel to, very bad that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's probably as an ex-bulldog, <laughs> it was the best thing that Leon's ever done for oh, us. Yeah. So <laughs> I appreciate it. He'll always be in our hearts for 2016. <laughs> Thank you.
0: It's amazing. At the time, you're like, oh, you know, we're just on the way up. We're a young team. We'll have the next three years to really have a crack at it. And then you watch the next three years. 5 years, 6 years. Um your whole life, Charlie. It just sort of, you know, it's 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 so brutal when you miss out on one like that. But I th- I think Leon, yeah, I think he has been a successful coach, not just, you know, winning finals, but culturally setting up um the club to to be successful uh in the future and kind of even in the way that he's gone out. Um he's he's left us with time and a good shot at getting the next coach that we want. So yeah, I think um, ultimately the place is better off for, ha- for having had him than not. Did you feel like the writing was on the wall before this season started?
3: Did you think like, gee, if they get off to a bad start, he's in trouble? Or did you have faith that they
0: would sort of stick with him? Where was your head at as a supporter? Yeah, I think, look, last year, at the start of last year, I was getting to the point where thinking that, you know, the game plan was was done and then and then sort of th- that that we had a great run towards the back end of last year we, he was forced to play a lot of youth just through injury um and so and that that worked really well for the club they sort of took on the game a little bit more but then once we sort of rolled out a similar-ish um plan after that swans game we sort of Went toe to toe with them, and then we've been a little more defensive since then. I, yeah, I felt like mm. it was it was either the end of the year or now, so we might as well have done yeah, it. Yeah, right.
3: And so uh, last week, Will and I floated the idea of a, a captain coach. Uh, <laughs> which player on the on the on on the Giants list do you think is best suited to captain coach this year?
0: Captain coach? Yeah, I thought maybe you know even Stevie J bring him in. That that that'd be an aggressive play. <laughs> maybe he can captain coach in reverse come back and play mm. um, as well. Uh, I like someone like Perryman because he, he, he's actually quite similar to Leon in a lot of ways, so maybe that's not it. But, you know, just your sort of – you're more kind of country footballer to come in and, uh, and, and be your, your captain coach. I think Toby maybe isn't the right choice. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Perryman. Just a bit of no-nonsense. Is there
2: – can I ask this, Alex? Are you aware? Is there – any players who actually live in the west of sydney because i would like to nominate that player if there's one of them who actually live in the western suburbs i think they should be the new captain
0: i've not met one yet that's lived uh (laughs) (laughs) that's lived west of me so that's not very west yeah inner west sure
3: (laughs) now uh alex while we've got you uh on the show i i thought that um last time you guested on the show, you put in an appalling effort in Australia's favorite segment, the Pocket Profile Pocket. So I thought we'd do a goal a, a Giants okay. themed pocket profile pocket with oh, one great. of your favorite players, oh, no. Steve Canelio. Oh, great. Uh, so let's hit let's hit the theme podcast, Mike.
1: Whether it's Jake Lloyd or Tony Lockett, it's time for pocket. Break. So how we
2: how are we going to do this, Charlie? (laughs) Are you are you suggesting that you will give out the uh, questions and then what? Will Alex and I confer like work together? We'll confer together and lock in an answer. Is that what we're going to do?
3: That's correct. And I think it puts a lot of extra pressure on Alex because if you guys really don't know, like he is your phone a friend, but he's there right. all the time. So some really interesting <laughs> answers. I've got to say, really Steve Canelio is a, a much more complex individual. I mean, I did see that documentary where he brought out Liars. the uh, trophies. Layers. <laughs> the, the glass, <laughs> the wood and the stone. <laughs> um, okay. Let's start with his right. favorite non-AFL, non-AFL sporting team. And it's a soccer team. Uh, oh. my, my clue is, um, uh, if you were... <laughs>
2: Okay, okay, Good, good right. that we're diving in <laughs> with one of these clues right at the start Now just before we get to the clue okay. Is there any chance that you could just answer this off the top of your head as a fan of the GWS oh, yeah. Do you know what Cogs' favourite like uh, soccer team would okay, be?
0: Okay, so I know that he is the number one ticket holder of the Perth Glory But I believe he is a Juventus fan, I think But I'm not sure
3: Ding, 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 yes. ding, ding, ding. <laughs> on. Wow. Alex Williams. Wow. He's been, he got banished to the twos after wow. his disastrous performance last time and has just come back on and kicked the oh opening goal. Exciting stuff. Ooh. I, I mean, believe this, could, this he's could be the number one ticket holder at the it. Perth Glory. <laughs>
2: This, that was like, I mean, that was extra information. That's like, I feel
3: like we should be getting like one and a half points for this first one. And you also saved me from giving you the most misleading clue, because I thought it was pronounced Juventus. So I had a whole clue about a rabbi fixing like air conditioning and everything. So yeah, okay. no, that we definitely would have got there without
2: offending anybody. So good,
3: good stuff. All right. Okay. Good, strong start. Now this is a, uh, I don't know if this is a joke answer or, Mm. all right. I'll just get. So the question is, do you go to AFL games when your team is not playing? Okay. Now what he says is he only goes to AFL games to watch a mate of his. Now this is either a joke or Uh it's like a genuine, like you know. And from what I've seen of him, I think he's an earnest dude. So I I think he's legitimate when he's saying this. But there is a mate of his who plays for another team, Mm. and that's the only time he'll go to an AFL game. Okay, interesting. Who's he mates with, Alex? Like,
2: who, who's, who's, who are his connections with other teams? His best mate... Is it a uh, former he, GWS player? His best,
0: no, no, it's not I G- I don't think not, it is a former GWS player. I think his best mate... No, I'm not going to give Alex any no, clues. I feel like he knows about this. this. I think his yeah. best mate plays for Hawthorne. Um, uh, so, oh, I'm going to say okay. he only goes to Hawthorne games. He almost went to Hawthorne anyway in a trade. So, let's... Is it, is it, is it a well, team? Well, I'm going
3: to say... you. you Yes. Well, you are correct. His best mm-hmm. mate plays for Hawthorne. Give me the player and you get the points.
0: Look, I've, I've seen this player at a fashion show <laughs> on the <Yeah>. catwalk. <laughs> okay.
3: And I can't... Oh, Is it the Jaeger? It is Jaeger.
0: It's, it's Jaeger. I couldn't
3: could remember his name. It is Jaeger O'Meara. Is wow. Is wow. This right. is... What a dynamic combination you two are in the okay, forward good. line. All Will right. plays tall and generally just crashes the back. <laughs> <laughs> he just brings it to ground. Alex, with all the silk, just sweeps in. This is amazing. Okay. All right. I
2: don't know, Charlie, but I feel like uh, the way that I grabbed that ball and ran with it might
3: qualify me in Dwayne Russell's world for crumb of the year. <laughs> crumb of the year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Cogs, should the centre bounce mm. be retained? Oh, okay. Now, so now, this is one that you wouldn't necessarily know, Alex Williams. though. This is an insight into the man himself. Yeah. Now he gives an answer which mm-hmm. is, it's like a compromise. So he offers a solution that is mm-hmm. th- that's a compromise between both. Uh, only the first uh, bounce of each quarter
0: should be bounced. Correct. Wow. Oh.
3: Good. guess. Three out of three. Right.
0: God. Given we haven't had a decent ruckman during <laughs> his time, he should he should <laughs> want the bounce. <beats. laughs> Um, okay, cool. now this is a bit
3: of personality All from right. Cogs. A little bit of personality, okay. cheeky. He's been cheek- cheeky. Cogs, mm-hmm. we'll call him for this mm-hmm. answer. Right. Can you keep a secret? Oh, uh, can you keep a secret?
2: Mm. Uh, uh, is, it, is he being cheeky about like the actual question? Like, is it like I can't I can't tell you the answer to that or something? Like, or is it about one of his, like, like more a joke about, like, the club or football or something no, like that? No, it's
3: it's a very short answer. Oh. It's a slashy answer. A slash? There's a slash. Oh, oh okay. Uh, uh, so, like, it'll be like a... Can you keep a secret? Something mm. slash something.
0: Uh, like, mm. yes slash no? Correct! <laughs> yes!
3: yeah what oh, a really? what a first quarter from you two. Oh. incredible Ooh, wow
0: i was expecting that or it's a secret you know yeah yeah, yeah. yes I, that's what i was thinking i
3: think for the second quarter
0: because you two
2: are proving nah, this is good this feels like we've got a new recruit at the club this you know what i feel like i feel like patrick <laughs> yeah. Cripps. i feel fresh i feel back i'm like running above the ground like okay. this
3: is good um his non-football wish for two thousand and twenty-two might also be the kind of thing a wellness blogger would put on Instagram. It's an alliteration. Oh, it, like it's one word? Yes, or it's. Oh no, copy. two two okay. words and alliteration. Two words. Yeah, um, and a wellness blogger like beer, would... like beers like beers and babes. It's the opposite. <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> completely different sentiment to beers and babes, but similar mm. alliteration. What do you think, Alex? You know, like what would Cox so
0: his his football wish was it? Mm. Is this yeah, not,
2: non-football wish? Non-football. Non-football
3: wish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me just say too, it's a very generalized answer. He's not very specific. It's like more of a general. Yeah, like a world peace style answer, but not world peace. Yes, right. Yes, because it is. Yes. Yeah, it's something that someone might, someone who doesn't know you very well, would put at the end of a greeting card. You know. Um, a, oh yeah. You know, like he, one, of those, he's one of those kind he, of generic... yours sincerely. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: you no, know, like if you got Mind an autograph regards. from <laughs> Life Love. If you got an autograph, <laughs> all from the best, Sarah Will. <laughs> Who's that? Like XOXO. I quit sugar, lady. Something yeah. like that. <laughs> um, uh, how about this? Okay. My, it's an alliteration, mm-hmm. and they both begin with H. Okay, Happy Holidays. <laughs> <laughs> You're half right. Happy Hanukkah. um Happy. Happy, happy, hot. Ha, happy. Or happiness and and um, health. Happiness and health. health. Health and happiness. Correct. I'm not giving you that one no, because uh, I basically okay. I, I I gave you two 50 yeah. meter penalties, took you right to the goal square, and you still couldn't <laughs> kick it. So it's a good point. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, fa- uh, your favorite or most influential junior coach. Pretty common answer. This one, dad. Yes, dad. Yes, yep, yep, dad? yes. Let's go with that. Dad. Yep. Correct. What's what's his da- what's his dad's name for a
0: bonus points? Alex? Oh no. Nah. Don't know that one. Let's go, Jonathan. Uh,
3: N- <laughs> N- Nilo, Nilo
0: Canelio. Neilo Nilo, <laughs> Nilo Uh Cheeky
3: little joke answer. Where did you go to Ozkick? It's a cheeky little joke answer, um, suggesting that he probably didn't go to Auskick.
2: Um Was he in in an academy or something? Like, was he in No, some, no, no, no. It's not that. No, so much. no. Much,
3: much, much okay. more kind of like you know. Self-deprecating. Oh. Um, his oh, Oz kick was um, the school of hard knocks, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> but much more like uninspiring. Very Footy, footy in the
2: backyard.
3: Correct. His backyard. Okay. He did Oz kick in his backyard. <laughs> um, what was the most common theme of your school report card? Now, what do generally, you generally cuz he's a leader, when,
2: Alex. Like I would have thought that yeah. do, you, do you get the impression he's like a guy who, you know, he's a, a like he he's known for his community service. He feels to me like a leader. That seems like the sort of person that even at high school he might have been had some sort of commitment or aptitude to his studies. Am I right or wrong do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I think you'd be right about that. He definitely gives off that vibe that he was doing a lot of extracurriculars and mm. staying back and doing all that kind of stuff, I reckon. So, okay. What does the report card like, say? Would you like a clue? Yeah.
3: So, overdoing the pocket profile pocket this year, there's been a fairly common refrain with a lot of the players. Mm-hmm. This is half of that. There's a criticism that to be... And I've, always, I've even commented on the fact that I was given this criticism at school, but it's half of the criticism. So, they generally say, this person is blah and blah, blah, blah. It's only the first part of, part of it. Does he have ADD? Yeah, I was going to say, he's like easily
0: distracted. Easily distracted. He gets easily distracted. Does that
3: surprise you, Alex?
0: A little bit. Yeah. Kind of. I, don't, I wouldn't have thought he would have been that type, that but...
3: It's, it's an underwhelming quarter i've got to say you guys started like a house on fire but i think the defense has clamped down on you and you just haven't had the same fluidity
2: well, uh, we're still we he...
3: still managed to scrounge a few goals though. like i'm not <laughs>
2: like we're sure we're not playing in some the lucky harlem globetrotters style that we dominated the first quarter but you know we're still getting some scores on the you've got a couple of lucky free kicks i gotta say the umpires have helped you
3: out a lot this <laughs>
2: feels like the bulldogs game on the weekend like we got off to an absolute flyer and then the second quarter was just a gold each. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, did Cogs have a part-time job while at school? Okay, Alex, I need, I need your sense of this. Did he have a part-time job and what would have that part-time job be?
0: I was going to say working, <laughs> might be stereotyping a little bit at a pizza restaurant, but I think, I think he would have. Yeah, I don't know why that came to mind. Because right. he has like an investment in a restaurant in, um, in Newtown, I think. Oh, yeah. um, okay, that's interesting. So yeah, I'm going right. to say yes, yeah. and I'm, I'm going to guess that it was in, um, yeah, yeah, in food,
3: in hospitality of some kind. Charlie, I think so. He did ha- he did have a job, but it was not in hospitality. Mm. Do you want to have another go? A fairly common job for a teenager that is not a fast food restaurant.
2: Okay, and it's not paper round, the other traditional go to. <laughs> yeah. no. Mowing lawns. What about mowing lawns? Did he have to mow lawns? Mm, no. Okay.
3: What else do? Where else do kids work? Uh, Nike factory.
2: He made shoes no. in an <laughs> iPhone. He got his sponsorship. <laughs> his tiny That's little soft hands. Yeah. Made iPhones. <laughs> he worked at
3: Coles. Oh, he worked at Coles. Oh okay. really? No, we can't take that. Now this uh, this next question probably falls more into Alex's lap because it's about his teammates. So which teammate should run for political office in the future? Yes. And I believe when we've had other GWS players on the pocket profile, this mm-hmm. this this gentleman comes up quite a bit.
0: Yeah, there'd be two. It looks like he, be, he would. It'll be... All right. I'll give you the option here, mm-hmm. Will. Yep. It's either Matt DeBoer or it's Phil mm-hmm. Davis. But I'm guessing it'll be... Matt DeBoer's big into his business. Mm-hmm. I think Phil Davis is more your sort of politician type. So it'll be one of those two.
2: I mean, I I do believe previously when we've talked about like yeah, players who could be politicians, Phil Davis's name has come up, which was mm. Charlie's Clue. And there was one other person who came up. A Cal Ward was also like one that was nominated for someone who had leadership skills. But I would have said Phil Davis if I'd had. Yeah. If, if this was just me playing by myself, I would have gone with Phil Davis. You've brought mm-hmm. in Deboer, Charlie. Mm. Deboer gets uh, you, uh, brought up a
0: lot with business. Yeah, a lot of a lot of fingers in pies, Deboer. But I think I think you're right. I think let's let's lock in. Phil Davis.
2: Phil Davis, not the pie finger. Let's rule out the pie finger, <laughs> and we're going to lock in Phil Davis. Correct. It's Phil
3: Davis. Okay. Good. Hey. All right. Start of the third quarter. Half time. Have an orange. Reassess. Yep. I think he did okay. Yep. So third quarter is, I think, going to be pretty tough. This is a premiership okay. quarter. All right. We're going to start with another teammate. <clears throat> Who is the best storyteller at the Giants? Mm. Do you, does that leap out straight away to you, Alex, or do you need a yes. clue? Because it's a, not a player that I know very well. It's not one of your uh, top six. Is it famous. a name
2: you recognise though, Charlie? It's not like an obscure... Like It's not someone that it's I... It's not obscure. Would, do you think that I would know them or will only no. Alex know them? I think okay. only Alex would know this them. This is I mean, definitely
3: an Alex. Thing, <laughs> I couldn't tell you where this person plays on the field. I, I don't know okay. what position or how many games they've played. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it sounds like a footballer's name. It's very...
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um Uh, so they're they're currently playing yeah
3: i don't know (laughs) i'm assuming so this this is from this year's
0: footy record so charlie can
3: you
2: give can you give one of your patented uh like cryptic clues is it something
3: that you can give a cryptic clue for okay yeah 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 um this fella uh this fella might also uh, play guitar in one of the biggest rock and roll bands of all time. Okay, good stuff. Good stuff. Good clue. I don't know what the answer <laughs> is, but I like the clue. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a bit more. And there's a bit layers to that. Yes. It's not as uh, you, you, you so. It,
2: Waitman. Is there a guy no, called Waitman? No. In uh, okay.
3: Uh, <laughs>
2: I thought it was a flea thing. Just flea give me top of your head, Alex. Was playing guitar, and then it was Waitman. <laughs> that was where I was
0: going with. Oh yes. Yeah. That, well, that's.
3: Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like that. Just give me the top three, uh, Alex, uh, who you think are best storytellers. Not I'll tell you if you're yep. in the, the ballpark.
0: I'd go with okay. Connor Iden, potentially, would be a good storyteller. Uh, okay. We'll go with right. Tom Green. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's mm-hmm. pick a forward. Brent Daniels. Okay, no, no, it's
3: neither of those. None stories. of those. <laughs> All right, mm-hmm. I'll give like you another that. clue. So his right.
0: surname
3: mm-hmm. is... The could be is the guitarist one of the biggest rock bands of all time okay so and his last fe- name his so last if- name is edge <laughs> no is that right he's a gary gary edge bigger bigger rock band been around for much much Kate, longer richards there's a richards it's someone richards or surely. maybe uh oh or, or, or maybe yeah.
2: not from that band Another maybe band. maybe
3: not richards
2: uh i mean okay Okay, so but you are from you're, the same band? You, you picked the right guitarist,
3: saying? yeah. No, you picked the right guitarist. You got the right guy. You got Keith Richards. Oh, but, Keith. His name's yeah, Keith. yeah. But how's he known? Oh, god. Jeez. <laughs> What's a nickname for Keith Richards? How uh, he's often addressed as because of the way he says says his own name, Keith. Lachlan Keith. Keith, right, Keith. Right, right. Keefe. Is it someone no, Keith or something? L- Lachlan l- Keith. Lachlan <laughs>
0: Keith. <laughs> the Great Barrier. Oh
3: Is that one of those clues where now that you know the answer, you think it's a good clue or not?
2: <laughs> I mean.
3: Yeah, but only now that we know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly
2: was in no it was in no way helpful finding the answer. All
3: right, bad start to the third quarter. Yeah, yeah. Gotta say, yeah. no All communication right. going on. You got a chance, Alex, to redeem yourself because there's another teammate question. In fact, there's two more teammate mm-hmm. questions. Who is the best social outing organizer at the Giants?
0: Social outing,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, my clue is you've mentioned him already in all the Cal- names that you've you spoken. Callan Award. <laughs> no. I'm just... I'm just I'm, I'm Why just are you missed... asking him? <laughs> I don't We're, know.
0: Every,
1: have yeah. you not listened to the show? We'll yeah. guess every Was it one answer. of the three there that I no mentioned logic.
3: before? I mean, yeah. Man. So uh, no, no. It, but you have mentioned him, gentlemen.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, so Matt... So it wasn't Matt DeBoer, it was. Um, right. Why do you say it's not Matt DeBoer? Oh, yep. okay. Is it Matt DeBoer? It's Matt DeBoer. <laughs> <laughs>
3: is that surprise you, Alex? That Matt DeBoer is a, the big social outing organizer? No, I can, I can, I can see that. I mean, this question in the pocket profile always gives me like Carmichael Hunt vibes. Yeah, right. like, When they say who's the, I'm like, oh, who's organising the golf trip? That's, do you get that same vibe?
2: Well, yeah. he's also the guy who apparently is most interested in business. And yeah. getting down to business, so I imagine <laughs> that, you know.
3: <laughs> um, okay, last teammate question. Who's the most tech savvy, savvy mm. teammate?
2: Tech savvy. Is it a player that we would know well? It's a player that's
3: been mentioned already. Okay.
0: Jeez. Tech so savvy. Think. Is
2: so- it a player who's particularly interested in business, Charles? It, it is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs>
3: Matt DeBoer DeBoer is the most does that surprise you Alex that Matt DeBoer is not only uh,
0: guess who sets up the WhatsApp groups to go out you know (laughs) yeah the
3: The WhatsApp group yeah the the signal the encrypted (laughs) messages yeah he's got all these apps (laughs) that apparently no one can track he's real tech savvy five different phones (laughs) okay now this is interesting rate your cooking skills from one to five okay good good stuff Um, Mm. Well,
2: as you've mentioned, this is what I will say. Like, this is what I've got from you so far. He's interested in the restaurant game, investor in a restaurant. Like, does that mean that he just likes to consume food and eat it? Like, and doesn't rate himself as actually being like good in the kitchen? Or is he in that industry because he rates himself as a bit of an amateur chef? What would you think?
0: My guess is, I know that when they go over and have the big family dinners, they talk about his mother is like the cook of the family and mm-hmm. very, very good. They often gets mentioned how good of a cook she is. Um, so my guess more is more than that. Devore
3: gets mentioned. He's got yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no.
0: Um, I reckon he's picked up a bit from her, right? Yeah. You have to over time. Yeah. But he's he doesn't he knows how good he wouldn't give himself five. He wouldn't give himself five because he knows how hard it is to be a five or a four. So I'm gu- I'm guessing he's gonna put, give himself a three. Middle of the road. Well,
2: I'm happy that I'm happy to lock in Alex's choice. What do What is it, Charlie? Two.
3: He gives himself a two. Two. Yeah. He is a consumer. That one just crushed the inside of the goalpost. (laughs) That that one. Would you needed some breathing space, but you just hit the Mm -hmm. post. Now you put the pressure on yourself Mm -hmm. for the next question. What's his best dish? Okay. And I'm going to give you a clue because I don't want you to stumble into pasta or lasagna with your race, racist race. Because you would have thought so, though. Yeah, I mean, I was about to absolutely <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. stereotype it. Yeah, he likes to be the spicy meatball. That's
2: <laughs> me, <media>, Steve Cornelio. <laughs> <laughs> he,
3: he loves plumbing.
2: <laughs> His brother's <laughs> Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: totally. Uh, he gives a joke answer, and it's kind of like it's not... He doesn't name a meal. It's kind of like, it's, no, it's, it's a cocky answer. My best meal will be Uh, my opponent on the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) No, not that cocky. His best dish is my next one.
0: Oh, Oh,
2: okay. You know. You you know what he is? Steven Cornelio? He's just taking it one meal at a yeah, time. Yeah.
3: <laughs> That's what you
2: want. Yeah. You don't want the players get getting too ahead of don't I, But he doesn't live in the
3: past either. That's right. It's well, not you, about the last meal, mate. It's about the next meal. Well, you saw what happened when I gave him the captaincy. Everything just fell apart. So he, he learned his lesson. <laughs> He's like, I'm not going to get ahead of myself. <laughs> um, what was his worst cooking disaster? And it wasn't okay. blowing up a barbecue. Oh. <laughs> so I'll just take that off the table. Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned family before, mm-hmm. uh, Alex. It has to do with family okay yeah. but maybe not his family oh, right. so is it is it uh,
2: cooking for his his partner does he have a partner alex does he, he does, like, yeah. like have a, a girlfriend or a wife or a
0: something yep. he does yeah mm-hmm. so cooking are you okay. going to say cooking for their family for the first time
3: yeah i think he's cooked for the yeah he's like made a mess of cooking for his fiance's family yep. correct think. cooking for my fiance's family two weeks after meeting them and I and bet old. you too. Like if if she's not, if she's not Italian, they would have been like, oh boy, <laughs> Elios cooking for this is going to be amazing. Like let's not eat for all day. So when we sit <laughs> yeah. down to dinner, it's just going to be incredible. So sit Down for those <laughs> spicy meatballs. Uh, has Coggs ever used Doctor Google to diagnose an injury or an illness? Now, considering what he's been through in the past couple of years, that might inform you about his answer. Well, I've, I, so here's what I, I will say about
2: this, Alex. In in previous experience, I've been surprised at how many players do do it. I would have gone into this at the start of the season thinking, no, 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 no. You're surrounded by medical professionals down at the club. You wouldn't mm. actually just get on Google. And in fact, they would probably tell you down at the club, don't, get on don't on look on Google. You're going to find all these answers. that, yeah. And yet, week after week, we have players who are going on Google. Does Stephen Cornelio strike you as a Googler when it comes to injuries that he's been going through.
0: I reckon he does, but he's not tech savvy enough to do it. So he gets Matt to board. He texts Matt to board. Matt to yeah. board jumps on Google. And uh, yeah, I reckon he does. I reckon it'd be hard not to, surely.
3: Yes, he does. He, he Googles everything and he specifies everything. Okay. Uh, let's fly through these last few questions. Uh, golf, tennis or neither. He names one as being his worst sport by a mile. So what's he terrible at? Golf is easy to be terrible at. I'd yep. say golf. Good. Correct. He's terrible at golf. If yeah, Cogs like... could play an instrument, what would it be? Let's go with the trumpet. Let's go with it. The... Oh, the trumpet. <laughs> 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 so Will's gone. Let's go with the standard. You bust out <laughs> the, a trumpet. The GWS oh, it, trumpet. If, if you're talking listening about to the big, big sound all the, the time,
0: G- you probably got get to the, get the
3: trumpet out. You <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah you hear that you hear that song and you're just like I'd like to be able to play like wouldn't it be great if like they won the grand final this is probably what Cogs is working towards he's like when we win the grand final yeah. like and and we're playing a song, <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna get, up. get someone to chuck me a trumpet and I'm gonna play along
0: that would be better than Rewalt getting up he would like and dancing yeah. Yeah, and singing with that. Uh, yeah excuse Brooks, me so, excuse yeah. me killers uh, hand me that trumpet <laughs> <laughs>
3: Can we get James Morrison up? I want to do a duet. Uh, it's the piano. He okay. wishes he could play the piano. Um, okay, mm-hmm. the last two questions. A very okay. Italian themed. So I'd, I've never seen this first show. What show has he been been binge watching? It's mm-hmm. an Italian series. Um, if I was to say Sodom, yeah. <laughs> what would you say to me? Gomorra. Gomorra. The Italian series Gomorra. Have you seen Gomorra? Have you watched Gomorra? No. 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 Is it? I wasn't is, even aware that. It... I look, I'm not interested in seeing Gamora unless there's some Sodom involved. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I won't see them solo. I only see Sodom and Gomorrah together. <laughs> all right. Final question: the best movie of all the mm. time. We've, 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 we've invoked some terrible Italian stereotypes, but Coggs has mm. done himself no favors with this <laughs> yeah, answer. The Godfather, surely. The Godfather. Yeah. Alex, thank you so much uh, for joining us thank on Two you, Guys, Alex. One Cup. Brilliant first quarter, middling yes. second and third, but I think you brought it no, home all right. strong. I
0: feel like I redeemed myself slightly there. Yeah, Mark McVeigh
3: has taken over the reins at GWS, so uh, best of luck with the rest of the season.
0: Ah, oh, that was fantastic.
3: Uh, Will, let's get to the letters. Yes. We always put the call out every week on Two Guys, One Cup AFL on Twitter and Instagram, asking people to uh, share their comments and thoughts of the game. And also this week I asked... If there's anything that that, that Will could go whack on, is there any subject? So Uh, we've got a lot of suggestions. um, But this one I thought was the most interesting. Okay. Can Will go whack on everyone's favourite segment, the player profile pocket, profile pocket? Mm, Okay. Hang on, wait a sec. Mike, do we still have the theme for Will Goes Whack?
1: Look out, Club, you better watch your back. Will goes whack.
2: What I'd like to talk about uh, this week is the proliferation of non-AFL affiliated sports podcasts that are making an absolute mockery of the great game of AFL that we all enjoy. As a professional broadcaster on a professional AFL network, SEN, incorporated all across Australia, we pay huge amounts of money to be affiliated with the AFL to be able to offer informed, concise opinion about the AFL and the fact that any cowboys can come along and actually just start a little show of their own and pretend that it's about AFL, AFL adjacent if you will, and then be aligned to one of the major networks is a disgrace not only to that network, the listener organisation Southern Cross Austereo, but also to the great game of AFL. AFL should be about people who are committed to the game itself, not people who are committed to what is adjacent to the game. Players get in trouble when they are caught away with what the game is not really about. Players' haircuts, the size of their head, whether they're wearing <laughs> fruit or vegetables on top of their heads at pre runs. This is not what the great game of AFL is all about. And there is one one podcast in particular that I need to point my finger at this week, and it is the podcast Two Guys, One Cup, an AFL-adjacent podcast. Firstly, I Googled that in my South Australian SEN <laughs> office, and now I can't use the computer anymore. That's an issue for me. But secondly, here is what I'm going to say. I believe that they are willing to spend each week, like even this week, when the Bulldogs managed to win a Friday night game against Carlton. So Collingwood, so many things to talk about, we'll even watch that game. It has not been mentioned. <laughs> once on this entire podcast because they just spent 30 minutes trying to guess what Stephen <laughs> Cornelio's cooking skills are like. And I found it, to be honest, racially insensitive at best. So from me, the twerp cane corns, I say, it's-a me, <laughs> <laughs> the twerp, and screw you, Pocket Profile Pocket.
3: Uh, while we're on the subject of Pocket Profile Pocket, we get all of our Pocket Profile Pockets from the uh, AFL Record, and we were contacted by a gentleman called Aiden, mm. who says, hello, I'm the head of operations at the AFL Record and also happen to listen to your podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was listening during the week, couldn't help but laugh at your Pocket Profile segment. This is a bit cheeky, but after hearing the promotion of our free digital mm. version... I was wondering whether you could also give our paid subscription service a plug. The subscription service has started this year and in the hope that to give fans who can't attend the match the opportunity to still buy the beloved AFL record each week and have it sent directly to their house. So if you would like a hard copy of the AFL record, an institution... An Aussie Rules Institution, go to aflrecord.com.au. And Aiden, thank you so much for not sending us a cease and desist, because that's where I thought <laughs> that bit of correspondence was going initially. I mean, I think, to be
2: honest, we are doing a lot of lobbying for re-energising people around
3: enthusiasm around the pocket profile. Uh, Elon Musk Sticks wants to know, will West Coast get relegated this year? Mm-hmm. Will they get relegated too? The waffle? Mm-hmm. That'd be great.
2: <laughs> can we can we do that? I w- Relegate them to the waffle and promote. No, because you can't even promote the best waffle team because all the best players from the waffle are currently <laughs> playing for
3: West Coast Eagles. I was actually so. thinking about uh, West Coast this morning. For Western Australians, mm-hmm. especially Eagle supporters, this must be such uncharted territory. They've never really had a been season where bad. they've been this bad. No. I mean, if you're a Western Australian, you then go, oh, but I live in this amazing state with all these amazing places to go to, and it's warm pretty much all the time. Yeah. There's other shit. There's to other, do other the shit to goes. do. Yeah. It's really cleared <laughs> up your winter, to be honest. It's fine. Um, Jared wants to know: Is it okay if I barrack for St Kilda this, se- this season? I'm an Essendon supporter, and it's as good as over. Also, you better believe that on the rare occasions the ball went into our forward line on Saturday, mm. I was singing the two metre Peter chant. <laughs> oh, mate! When he kicked that 65 metre goal. I was like, that's that was also just time for people to go. He wears a red sash on black. Is the fly, fly pale, pale pe- to me? Kevin wants to know how far through the looking glass are we now that Melbourne are 40 points, we're 40 points up on West Coast and online the D supporters are bemoaning that it isn't more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The world's gone topsy turvy, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke Parker with thoughts on that. We've already done that. Um, is Tim Gossage the most biased commentator in the game. I thought I would listen to the Demons and Eagles, but Mm. it is so bad I can't watch it. Do you think Tim Gossage is everywhere? I always think that, like I heard people complaining that Hutto was biased in the Saints-Geelong game. I don't know that they are biased. I think that when you hear a commentator who is aligned with a certain state or team compliment the team or state, (laughs) that you go, oh, that's biased. I, I don't think it is. I think it's just, that's kind of like cognitive bias on your part. Yeah, but also that if they lobby on behalf of their state. I
2: think you find it more with the you know the state to state people. Like it does feel a little like yes, they are the cheerleader for the state. I mean Tim Gossage for example has like a Western Australian late like, radio show, right? Mm. Where he probably talks about Western Australian sport predominantly. So of course he sees it through those eyes. But I don't care about that. Like if you know, does it really matter? Like w- whether the commentator is cheering for one side or the other does not affect the game. Like, this is the one thing I know from the history of AFL. It doesn't matter how much one of the commentators might be cheering for one side or the other. Still does not affect the results <laughs> of the
3: field. Uh, Scott wants to know, have the club videos showing a player telling his family about his debut been overdone and actually ruined what should be a private moment? No. I love those videos. Nope. They are my favourite part of the week. Yeah, love them too. Uh, Keith Street wants to know, which AFL players would make the best Eurovision entrance. Based off mm. haircuts and general aesthetic. Uh, Marbio Choll, mm-hmm. he looks the most rock star at the moment with his two-tone hair. Playing like a rock star as well. Crumb of the year, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe that's what his band could be called, the Crumbs of the Year. Cr- that, that the, song, that the song is called Crum of the Year by Mar-
2: Mar- Marbio Choll and the Cholls. Uh, Marbio and the Cholls. Marbio and the Cholls, yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, Fran wants to know who's more likely to have lost money in a crypto lunar cash, Max King mm. or Aaron Norton? I don't know, Ooh. from my understanding, Max King is a pretty switched on, sensible young man. I don't know that he'd be lured into the fast-paced world of crypto. What about Aaron Norton? I'm not sure that Aaron Norton's the one either. I,
2: I bet there is some in the AFL, including the AFL who just signed that massive <laughs> crypto deal <laughs> 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 who, who might be looking at the way that crypto has absolutely crashed in the market and thought maybe this isn't a great idea. But um, look, all I would say is, I guess, of the two, if you're talking about their playing styles, you know, I think Norton is more a risky, like, high flyer. Yeah. You know, like, you know, coming in from the side. That's, that's more... He, he flies for the ball and crashes
3: the ground much in the same way as Crypto <laughs> flies and crashes. Uh, Scott says, Did you know Ken Hinckley breaks the AFL record mm-hmm. for most games coached without making a grand final? Brad Scott was a previous oh, yeah. record holder. I mean, that sounds like, I don't know that a Scott Port is Adelaide a Port yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know for certain <laughs> that Scott is a Port fan, but it sounds like now that they've won like four in a row, they need a reason to complain about yeah. it. Um, Samir wants to know how many teams would sack their coach to get Clarkson. It could be made into a major TV show. I don't know. Oh, yes. I think the longer the year goes on, the the, the, the less attractive Clarko appears to to be i don't know i don't know i think maybe for your your gws or your your sons or your tasmanian team but i don't know what do you what's your feeling on that i mean i feel like there's going to be four or five
2: still that are interested at the end of the season so gws feels right to me like gold coast is feeling less and less likely i think you know they're playing really fantastic football particularly at home if they could manage to I mean, I think there's a chance Gold Coast make the finals if they keep playing the way that they've been playing.
0: Yeah. And
2: so you'd think at that point it's unlikely that they get rid of Stewie if he gets them to the finals or close enough to the finals. GWS feels perfect to me. It's an AFL team. They they need it to work. Like, they've got enough good players that Clarkson could think, I can come in and do yeah. something with this team. Like, did you for see- me,
3: that's... Seems like the most likely. Clarko was on 360 saying he, it would be an honour, you know, to coach any club, if any club is lying, right? I mean, which club do you think if they approached Clarko, he'd be like, uh, nah, like if North Melbourne approached him, do you think he'd be like, yeah, yeah, nah, fellas, sorry. When did you say you needed me to coach, 2023? No, sorry, real busy, real busy that year. I mean, because North Melbourne would be like, Clarko, you used to play for us is, mate you played for us <laughs> yeah. and he's like nah never heard of you guys I don't know what you're talking what about what are you talking about you punched yeah. Red, like Rhys Davies in the yeah. face over in London
2: nah it must be a Mandela effect thing <laughs> mate I've never even heard of North Melbourne never been at Arden Street
3: uh, Duncan wants to know uh, if footy moves to channel 10 should there be a chicken and chorizo MasterChef challenge mm. yes yes would not that be great um, uh, uh, now I'd, oh, no, I should have said that question I'd like
2: to see it every week that should be the MasterChef theme. Like the challenge should be every week one of the AFL footballers comes in and says, here is like my favourite meal. Can you make me a version of this in the MasterChef kitchen?
3: <laughs> you could, And how, and it could be a challenge of how many barbecues can you blow up in an hour. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, Adrian wants to know, is St. Thrilling Me the inverse yeah. of St. Killing Me? Don't get ahead of yourself, mate. Mm-hmm. I think there'll there'll be a St. killing me moment coming up and it'll be something along the lines of either covid covid will happen which will stop us from getting the grand final or there'll be something else there'll be some rule change there'll be oh, I mean it'll, it'll be it'll, it'll be the descent rule like we will lose a prelim final or something like that or lose a final because Jack Steele of all players gives away two uh, 50 meter descent penalties uh I mean, the fact that your captain and best player is out for... You know
2: the best part of two months feels like a St. Killing me moment. Yeah, like just as you guys are absolutely fine to lose him in that fashion, he's like, oh, you're St. Killing me. So I feel it's I don't feel it's harsh enough.
3: I I I feel like the St. Killing <laughs> moment. There's a bigger ones. There's still more the to offing. come. There's more to They're come. they missing your captain and best player for two months. You're like, no, nah, no. Nah, there's, there's worse, worse to come. come. There's worse than this. Uh, last uh, bit of mail is from Laura, who says, "Is Petraka a vil- Petraca a villain for shushing the West Coast crowd?" Is this the trope that Melbourne need? Ah, oh, no. Like shushing. I mean, Jack Ginnivan did that like two weeks ago. I think that's 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 the on the scale of Luke Parker ducking and Petrarca shushing. Like the shushing is a much more gentle bit of like lair, lairism, don't you think? I mean, it doesn't go to the heart of somebody's character as people. All right, if you want to send us some correspondence, you can at Two Guys One Cup AFL on Instagram and Twitter every Thursday afternoon. Well, most Thursday afternoons when we can do it, mm. we do the, our tips on Instagram live. So we put out a message just to confirm that on the morning of the Thursday. Thank you so much for tuning in again to another Two Guys One Cup. Of yes. course, exclusive to the listener app because hopefully you're listening to this on the listener app and not some jerry-rigged hack that you've you've made uh, made happen. That Matt DeBoer's come over to your house and rigged something <laughs> up. If you want to uh, check out our other great podcast, you can go to Tofop.com uh, to check out our other podcast. <laughs> Will, do you have any shows coming up? Uh, Brisbane,
2: this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, Will Logical, which is my show about the last two years. And then on Sunday night, post-election, two, back-to-back, What You Talking About, Will, which is my improvised stand-up show. So that should be fun you can actually come to both if you want because they're completely different shows
3: obviously so if you want to see me improvise (laughs) for three hours until i die at the end of it that will be fun and thank you again to alex williams for joining us on the show but for now play on not 15 listener